Hey guys, if you are wanting to start your own podcast and you want a super easy way to do it, I highly recommend Anchor. So you can download the free Anchor app. You can either go to anchor.fm or just search on your phone for Anchor app. And the reason that I love it is it's completely free. It's a way that you can record and piece together like different elements of your podcast, whether you're on like your phone or your computer. And then it like basically puts your podcast in all of the different places so like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then you can make money from it so you don't have to have like any minimum amount of listeners it's basically everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place for free so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and I hope you guys enjoy it have fun with it Welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable. We invite all of our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world changers, rebels and misfits to join us every single week here at the Roundtable. We're going to be exploring everything from love, business, life, even the things that other people think are strange and weird like UFOs and channeling. And this is a space that's really about deepening our personal and spiritual journey and we really want you to join us, add your questions, your wisdom, your thoughts, your ideas. Uh, we are your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out all the healers and light workers to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And James Lesser, speaker, writer, member of the recovery community, and queer spiritual activist. Every week we have a new topic, and you can join us live on Facebook or YouTube Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Hi, everyone. I am so happy that you're joining us for this episode today. So this is the G word or God, and we are really going to unpack this concept today and talk about all the different experiences that people have um, with God or a higher power. We're going to talk about does it belong to just the church or just to certain religions does it exist by other names? And really just look at different people's experiences with the concept of God. And I think you're really going to enjoy this today. Uh, we have two really, really great guests. Emily Sellis is joining us in this episode, and she's the co-founder of Sage Holistic Health and Wellness. And she's also a licensed marriage and family therapist. And she has an amazing story. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, and what's cool about Emily and why we invited her today is she actually specializes in working with individuals that have like some kind of a faith crisis or they're going through a religious transition, specifically with the types of religions that carry like a lot of um, shame around leaving the religion and um, she's just sat with so many people as well uh, worked with clients from the LGBTQ plus community and she offers a ton of great insight our friend Liz also joined us from this episode she's a member of the recovery community and really just talks about like her concept with God, how she's introducing it into her household and through her own spiritual practices. So, um, yeah, just pull up a seat at the round table. We're excited to have you here. Hi, everybody. 
It's James and Ashley, and we're excited to be here with you guys because we're coming and we're going to hang out with you guys every Friday, whether you like it or not. We're just going to keep loving you until you love us. <laughs> Before we dive into uh, this topic, this topic of the big um, G word, I just wanted to introduce you to James. I feel like most of you that are on my page have seen James in some capacity, um, but James is my best friend. James is somebody that I have a high level of respect for. He's not only somebody that makes me laugh harder than anybody, but somebody that also is really freaking wise. He's the person that when I really don't know how to navigate a certain situation that I'm always going to in my life. And he seems to have like the perfect spiritual answer, but then at the same time, it shifts over to something really funny as well. So it's, it's always that perfect balance with you. And that's why I love you so much, but yes, this is James and I'm this excited is- that you're here. Well, what else do you think about me? Let's just, talk, let's just talk about this for the next hour. What else? What else about you? Um, <laughs> well, can I, am I allowed to introduce you? What I think about you? Can I talk about your accolades now? Well, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Well, those of you that may be my friends and not connected uh, necessarily to Ashley's uh, very wise page and her intuition, Ashley's my best friend. First of all, she's an amazing mom. I don't think you give yourself enough credit for how much you're an amazing mother. She runs her own coaching business, uh, focusing primarily on business and how to prosper when you really truly understand your purpose. And she's a certified coach and my best friend and a karaoke extraordinaire. So thank you for talking me into doing this because I love seeing your face. So we will dive into the topic and it is a big topic and we actually have some guests for you guys as well. And so if you guys do have questions, we, we have some interesting people that are tuning in. We are, yes, going to go to this topic of the G word or, or God or this concept of a higher power. And uh, there's a number of different things that we're going to unpack. And like most things, I feel like James and I, we have some similarities on it, but we also have very different experiences with the entire kind of like concept of God and the words that we use around it. And so we'd also love to hear from you guys, whether you have comments or questions or things that you want to share maybe with your own personal journey, we always want to welcome that in. And I'm curious, like, would you be willing to share anything that's like kind of like maybe the more interesting side of your your personal life? Any any like new developments in like uh, your love life or anything that you'd be willing to share? What is that? Uh, anything uh, new that's emerged since we've talked last? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm you know knee deep in finishing the first draft of the book I'm working on, so that's exciting. Excuse me, uh, I didn't ask you about a book. I'm pretty sure I asked you about. Love and like some some details of my love life, and there ain't much to give right now. So (laughs) that's that fish is kind of dead in the water right now. So I am I'm talking about what I am actually focusing on these days, and that's just writing, trying to be a service in this world. I guess I'm kind of boring right now as far as love life. I mean, this is not the you that I'm used to because I feel like you are usually not the boring person. If we're being honest with that stuff, so this is a very new you. That I'm well, not with. Thank you for putting me on blast. <laughs> <laughs> you and I will talk about this later. <laughs> What's going on with you, though? Hmm. I mean, I feel like when I'm in mom mode, I'm sort of uh, 
there's not a lot of like really interesting things. Although I will say that we have decided that we're going to do at home date nights with all the coronavirus stuff going on. We're going to have like at home date nights. And like I invested in like a date box subscription thing that we're going to try and it has like a treat and like a game and like it comes in the mail once a month. <laughs> a treat? Yeah. What, what's the treat? I, I need to know oh, more like about cookies or cupcakes you're trying to take it okay all right all right i'm gonna gonna get refocused on my thought pattern here sorry yeah that's adorable though see that's why we're gonna get something different from you if you're kind of willing to indulge us in your love life then you're gonna get from me and like my mom version of one where i'm just like trying to go to the bathroom and take a shit by myself without my toddler knocking on the door (laughs) Those are my like favorite romantic moments. Really, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, we're gonna need some work on romantic. If that's your version of romantic, taking a <laughs> shit by yourself. We'll catch up. Like when you have your kids, like we'll fast forward into you having kids, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll check in with you in the future, and we'll see how that goes. Okay. So, what was it? Because you were the one that actually selected this topic of of your, this, this G word topic. Like, so what was it that inspired you to want to talk about this? Well, uh, just like a little background, like, you know, Ashley and I pretty much started doing this, you know, whatever this is live podcast, whatever it's going to be, because we miss talking to each other on spiritual terms and, you know, coronavirus kind of turned the world upside down. So we're making sure we stay connected and seeing if anyone else wants to engage because this is like an essential part of our life. So we're coming up with topics and a big part of my spiritual life is, is God. And that, that's really weird for me to say. And Ashley's one of the people that knows how weird that is for me to say is to say the word God. I remember like one of the first times we were reconnected and I said, God, you were driving the car and he kind of looked at me like, what the hell just came out of your mouth. And so I think they're, I don't know. And I was reading comments, like trying to educate myself on this right before we like logged in. I was looking at like the origin of the word God and just all the emotions behind it. And I, and I get it. And since you and I want to unpack spiritual topics every week, I think this is a big one about the word God and how it really presses up on some bruises from some people. And it's really like the central piece of most people's life and, you know, the, the pratfalls of it. And, you know, if it belongs in everyone's spiritual journey is reserved for Christians and Catholics, which I, Highly disagree with that theory, but I think some people will press back against that and how important God is. And like, there's so many, when I was first really going down my spiritual path, there were so many wise people that would speak about God and I would bristle with antagonism right away. Cause I was like, Oh, God doesn't belong to me. I, I don't belong to God. Cause you know, God hates facts. And that was something, a stigma that I grew up with that I really had to overcome. And I'm so glad that I did. And so I wanted to, you know, further the conversation with you and, you know, get your beautiful viewpoint on it. And I know you have someone else who's going to have an amazing story about that. And our our friend Liz is going to join us who has had an amazing journey as well. So I just really want to put it out there because I don't think we get to talk about it openly enough. You know, it's kind of like people shut down or, you know, really don't want to talk about the big G word. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I think when you say that, the thing that I recognize most is that, everyone does, they've lived their own life and their own story. And that one of the things that happens so often is we just end up projecting our own story and our own life that we've lived onto other people. 
and assume that like they should think the same things as we do. And so, yeah, it's, it's really just interesting. Right. Like, and I, you know, that I love watching Queer Eye and like whenever, (laughs) you know, that episode when they were fixing up the, the church that there was a gay pastor that they were like fixing up his church. And I love that episode, but Bobby was like talking about how hard it was for him to be there and how he grew up in the church and felt really rejected by it. And it's like, there's something really powerful in that you've been able to find your own relationship and like come back to that word and find your own connection with a higher power and, and not make that word feel like it didn't include you. Right. There's, there's something, there's something in that, that I just feel is, is really important to be talked about because I feel like there, there could be people that go their entire lives that feel really triggered by the word that feel like it's something that they're left out from. And I think that that's something that, I'd love to, for people to get from this, just from your story. Well, I mean, full disclosure, I was really kind of forced against a wall to confront the God issue. You know, as you know, I, and most people that are going to be watching, I'm in recovery and I I work a program of of recovery, a 12 step program. And it was, you had to confront the issue of God. And it it almost took me away from my recovery because I was like, I, I can't do that. I'll do anything but that, you know, because God was so ingrained in me that, and this comes from the church, unfortunately, some churches, I should say, but that, you know, my sexuality was an abomination and that, you know, God had, was disgusted by me and I had to change my behavior. I was going to go to, you know, the big hell, you know, but I had to confront it. And I'm so thankful that I did because there's this word um, that's, you know, that I learned called chicanery. And chicanery means, you know, for the use of personal or political gain. And I've really come to realize, like, that's what the problem I've had with the word God is people's chicanery with God. is how they use it to, you know, for personal platforms or political platforms. And at the core of it, the word God is beautiful. And to me, it is about goodness and it is about universe and it is about source. But I was so turned off. And like, honestly, my stomach used to churn at the word, the mention of the word God. Because, like, it's just so plagued with, you know, I don't know, so much oppression, I guess, that I'm so glad that I chose to confront it. Even, you know, it, it, being kind of pressed against the wall to do so, I'm so glad that I did because it's, it's dramatically changed and I, I would say saved my life. I want to pull in Emily because I see that Emily is here. So, Emily, I'm going to pull you into the, the stream with us now. And I'll have I'll have Emily introduce herself. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay. You awesome. Introduce yourself and what you do, because I feel like it'll become very clear to people exactly why I thought of you to join. <laughs> I know. I was so uh, grateful that you asked me to join, and so excited to meet you, James. I've seen you guys kind of yeah. popping around in each other. Feeds and I'm like, I want to be in on that. That looks so fun. <laughs> um, so, More than <laughs> I love it. So I was so glad, um, Ashley, that you asked me to join on here because I love this topic. It's really dear to my heart, too. And I mean, I don't know a ton about what we're here to talk about, but <laughs> in and of itself, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I think this is why you asked me to join on as one of my specialties that I focus on is helping people go through a faith crisis or a religious transition, people who are really struggling with that concept of God and trying to make peace with that. Whatever that means, whether they end up 
being atheist, agnostic, um, going back to the original faith that they that they came to, but with a new set of eyes. Some people want to do that, or completely transitioning out and, and identifying a completely new person. Because for many, um, you know, with people that I work with who have come from really high demand religions, where it's a culture, it's not just a belief system. It's not just somewhere that you go on Sundays. It's like this is who I am. It's almost, you can use the term like programming. There's like kind of a certain programming that happens when you've been raised in an environment like that from, from birth. And even for some people for generations of a certain religious upbringing. And so it's, it takes a lot of time and a lot of soul searching to really undo some of that damage. And I'll say damage because there is a term called spiritual abuse that can come up and it's, you know, it's really important that, to address that, but it's also, I heard the tail end of what you were saying, James, it's like also the thing that you don't want anything to do with too, but it's like this big trauma that if we can face it in a place that feels safe enough, it can it can shift a lot of things. Cause yeah, I, I, I can tell a little bit about my story too, but that's just yeah. introducing myself and kind of who I am and what I do and where I met with that. I'd love for you to share more about your story. I love your story. <laughs> so sure. Yeah. So I was raised in a religion, Mormon religion, or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is what they prefer for it to be called. And I'm seventh generation in my family Mormon. So it's like a long time come from the, <laughs> come from the stock, the original like Mormon stock, so to speak. And I never doubted anything. I, I, I lived in that space and I loved my religion. I loved a lot of the things that it taught me. But when I started having some, some questions, probably happened later in my teen years, pushed it down, pushed it down. You know, there's really no room to outwardly question. And it's kind of funny. They have a prophet of the church, like who's a living prophet, and they... Even the prophet would say, it's okay to question. Like, we want you to question. We want you to ask yourself if these things are true and if this feels good to you. But so there was this double-edged like thing, like they're saying this, they're giving me this freedom, but there's really, there really is not. And even still, that's a problem for, for people who are still in that church and who are trying to deal with this cognitive dissonance that there is on so many issues. They're trying to make sense of that in that, in that way, somehow like living in that and again, there's a lot of different ways to go through it. And for people who want to do that, I mean, I'm not here to say what's right, what's wrong. I think what I'm, what I'm here to say and what I do in my work is to help people feel at peace with themselves. And so my journey was a really long one. There was not a lot of support around someone coming out of a really high demand religion. Of course, there's so many relational issues that come up, you know, with family members who have certain ideas of how you need to stay in the church and you need to make sure that you don't veer off and what it means about you if you do kind of almost demonizing is a strong word, but like for, for you to step away from the church, it's almost like you're a sinner, you're bad, there's something wrong with you. And so it's just, it's a lot, it's a big, huge tsunami wave to go up against when you step away from a family and a culture that was your whole life. And so that my process was kind of a long process. I feel like it took me a good 10 years <laughs> to suffer through that until I can say I got to the place where, you know, I could do simple things like not care if my, my coffee maker was on the counter. And so I make that, it's a joke almost, but it's how serious, like all of these ways are like, it's scary to like, just be yourself in a very, very simple form. You know, I still don't drink around my family, which is fine. That's more of a respectful thing, but 
and not all of my family is still part of it, but it's, it's been this process of like, you step away and then you're like, Oh, this, this, I don't know if I can step away. And then you step away and I think I can do this and then you can't. And so it's just this ebb and flow. And I, I did some really great depth oriented therapy of my own. I am a therapist, but I'm talking about who I went to and, and worked with through this. And she was not of the religious background, you know, that I came from, but she was able to really be there for me and be able to create that open space. But I had tried with several other therapists who couldn't do that. And, and I felt that there was a need for that. There was people who I would all of a sudden be this like weird client that like, oh, well, tell me about Mormonism and what is all the details and what do they do in the temples and what do they believe? And, and I'm, and, and, oh, I read this book. And so now I know everything about, and I'm like, no, you don't, you need to just sit and create space for my experience. And even when I work with people from the same religious background as me, I, I, I do share a little bit and self-disclose because it's important for them to know, like, I'm not an active member of this church. And if that's not going to work for you, even though I'm telling you I can hold space, that might be too triggering for some people to, to know that I'm out when they're not there yet. Maybe that's where they end up. But that journey is such a, you're very, it's very hard. It's a very difficult place to be in, to step out into who you're not even sure you are, but that you think you want to be. <laughs> so yeah, it's a long process. And I think one of the most challenging things for me personally, but yeah. And I mean, going into all the issues, like the dogma of the church and all of that and the policies and all of those things I could, you know, there's just so many things to say about it. But for me personally, it, it was a long journey and it takes a special person to walk through that. I think I'm not saying I'm special. I'm referring to like all the I'm other people. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if, because we talked about like how some people have this reaction to the word God, that for some people it's, it's triggering for James. You said it was very kind of triggering based on, you being gay and people telling you that like you weren't accepted there. I wonder if there's anything that you, you kind of noticed, like if there's people that have a reaction or things that maybe you might kind of point them to explore on their own, if they're seeing that. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. And I, I want to hear more. I'm going to have to go back and listen to more of your story, James, because I, I do work with a lot of folks from the LGBTQ population and who have come from high demand religions. And I feel like it is like, it's like a double whammy for sure. I mean, it's something that adds a whole different layer because you're already dealing with like this experience of like, well, I'm not part of the fold or I'm not part of this, this like group think anymore. And that's really hard. But then you also have these messages coming at you that there's something wrong with you intrinsically because of your orientation. And it is, it just adds a whole, I mean, talk about a warrior for you to walk out of that and claim yourself like who gives me like, gets me emotional like because I, I just am so in awe and in honor of people that do that I'm like yeah. getting emotional about it because I sit with people and I hear their pain and um other people don't understand so I didn't expect to get so emotional but oh yeah I'm just really impressed thank you <laughs> I want to say thank you for that though thank you for that empathy and you know not to like you know overpower this conversation but like everything you just said like that's 
uh, the the demonization of it all, and that the again the chicanery of the word God is is so it needs to be explored more and talked about. And I'm so grateful for people like you that are there to make space for people to examine yeah. that. And I think that that's where society goes really wrong, you know. In the program I'm in, I have a sponsor, and my sponsor always says about God, like, we're each going to come to the table with different viewpoints of God and what God is, who God is, who she is, and we're all right. And for me, that resonates from my soul. And then you talk about things like about not being able to have your coffee maker on the (laughs) table, like, that becomes an issue. To me, that's not God. That's the chicanery of God, you know? So thankful, like. For people like you that are exist and are doing the work out there, like thank you for being wow, here. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. I, I feel like you do have to create space for someone to have their own experience. And it sounds like you, you did you say that was your sponsor that said that at your yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's amazing because yeah. I I know I worked in uh, recovery for a couple years or longer at the beginning of my work as a therapist. And I would talk with a lot of in private sessions, like a lot of the people there would say, Hey, I know this is a 12 step program. Like, is it okay for me to even say this? But like, I'm not down with the God thing. Like this is just not working for me. I don't even want to be here. And so it would really impinge their ability to get to themselves, you know, because that word was all encompassing and it was like taking, taking over every, it was hijacking everything else that good that could come from the program. And so I would have conversations with them about that. Yeah. And and in my viewpoint, you know, that should be able to be talked about, you know, and for me, like when I use the word God, I first found God in nature. For me, nature of God. And, you know, so if you're struggling with the concept of God, that should be talked about. And, you know, I respect everyone's concept of God. Mm -hmm. And so like when you talk about like how it's been like relocated to like, this is God. And if you don't obey this, you don't get a relationship with God and there's penalty for it. That's something I think that we need to talk about more openly. Yeah. I mean, can I ask you, I mean, does the word God still kind of bristle you? Do you still struggle with that word God or did you have to completely release it? Yeah, I know the relationship with the word is because it is, it's true. Like words that we speak carry so much intention, not just what we say, but how many thousands of years has the word God been used, right? And so it's like almost a symbol, like symbols that carry power. The words carry power. And and I I'm not a fan of the word. Like I'm, I'm really still not a fan of the word. I find myself saying it sometimes. And even my kids will, as they try and understand stuff when we're trying to have conversations around that, like, well, I believe in God. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you don't even know what this means. <laughs> and, and let me tell you about God. <laughs> so, and I think that there are different definitions out there that what you just said, like this, this person to fear and who's there to judge you and like all of those things that, that, that God represents. And I want nothing to do with that God. And I think a lot of people want nothing to do with that God. And who, who says that that is that the man-made God? I don't know. But yeah, for me, I, I prefer the term spirit or source, you know, but, but I do try and work through, (laughs) you know, those kinds of places where I I bristle up and I feel that because it's hard. It it carries a lot with it. I've noticed that I brought in a lot of assumptions about people that use the word God. And I was like proven wrong over and over again when I was in a, like a specific coaching role where people were kind of like sent to me that I didn't know like beforehand. And 
but I think that the beauty of that experience is getting to experience all the commonality and, and to have that realization of like, oh, we're all talking about the same thing. We're just using different words for it. And that I was really realizing that like, I would assume, oh, someone that came from an organized religion, like Christianity, they wouldn't resonate with me being somebody mm. that's in spirituality in a different way. And I also, I just realized that people can be spiritual and religious at the same time. And that's been a big like, aha for me over this last year and I'm sure you probably see that as well that the two actually don't interfere with one another for most people yeah no I think I think it's like a continuum like most things I think that that it does interfere for some people and not for others I think there's a division and segregation around this just like unfortunately humans tend to do around everything (laughs) so well, I got to say, and again, this is my personal belief. I'm not saying this is a grand rule, but I really think the church, churches are the ones that interfere. I believe mm. that religion and spirituality can go hand in hand, but unfortunately it's the churches. And I really think there is this whole, a profit motive behind it. There's a better than motive behind it. Mm-hmm. That if you know, you're not Christian, we're better than, and you need to donate to this Christianity or this, you know, Catholicism or you know, I, I think I told you, actually, I got down this rabbit hole with Leah Remney and the uh, Scientology in the aftermath. Mm-hmm. And like, there's money to be made in this, you know, I'm grander than you because I'm a part of this and you are not. And if you don't get on board, yeah. I can't have anything to do with you. So I believe people can be religious and spiritual. I believe they should go hand in hand. But unfortunately, the churches yeah. are the ones really enable this hate and the separation against the chicanery like you know i am better than you and if you don't believe us i believe that i am separate from you and i think that's where we really get into some big problems mm-hmm. and it really that's where the word god gets ruined for me you know yeah. and i'm taking it back I'm taking that <laughs> word back i love it <laughs> I'm all, we're going to break into song. I'm taking sexy back. <laughs> I see Liz is, is waiting in the, the wings. So I wanted to pull her in as well. Is there anything that you always want people to know, Emily, if there's somebody that's struggling with this, like whether it's somebody from James's community that's in their own like journey of uh, working a program or, or even someone else that, that has some kind of different relationship, like anything that you would kind of point them to that you think would support them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an, it is such a personal journey um, of self-reflection. And so like even just talking about how the word God makes people feel or, or kind of what comes up, like let that information be your guide. Follow that breadcrumb trail for me, even as I do my continued work around this. There's a lot there. Like when I feel that discomfort, instead of moving away from it, see how you're able to move towards it and have conversations with people that you trust to just give you a little bit of a thing. It doesn't have to be a big shift or movement but just as long as you're making a little a little step towards something that means something to you to help kind of clear that out that's what I would say oh thank thank you You really added a lot of depth to this so I appreciate you saying yes and yeah I'm so glad I could be here it was nice to meet you James and nice to chat with you Ashley it was such a pleasure. Like I'm, I can listen to you talk all day. Like I'm just gonna set a, a session with you. And be like, no, let's not talk about more. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Okay. See you Bye. later. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Hello, Liz. Liz 
You live? What you doing? You're sideways, girl. So this is Liz. Do you want to, what inspired you to pull Liz in on this conversation? Well, Liz Martinez, the magnificent Liz Martinez. I, uh, first of all, Liz is one of my best friends in the whole entire world. This woman really, really actually is. She was my first beacon of hope as I landed, crash landed into recovery. She came in and shared on a panel. Again, like I'm trying to be very respectful of her program and not mention names, but she came in on a panel and she poured her heart out and shared her story. And I realized like, damn, if this woman can do this, there might be some hope for me. And I had the pleasure of developing a beautiful friendship with her. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to kind of pull Liz in on this is, you know, Liz and I have had you know several conversations where she, you know, grew up in a very religious background and her own journey with God and the ups and downs, I think is so amazing. And I kind of wanted to get her insight on it. Yeah, absolutely. I pulled in one of the comments as well for you guys to see from Jennifer. She's like, I love this being a pastor. I find so much power in this. Thank you, Jennifer. We, we definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. I mean, we're even open to having another person join us on the fly if someone feels inspired to do so. But I just wanted to show you guys her her comment. So Liz, what has been like your experience, your, your journey with the concept of God? Um... When I was a, when I was a, uh, growing up as a kid, we went to church every Sunday. My mom is a very old school Mexican religious lady, and we went to church every Sunday. And the, our Sundays were like church, and then having and then going up for breakfast and having fun. And you know, I, I remember having an amazing childhood. But um, God was always in my childhood, like my parents were, um, they would let me know, they taught me about God. They taught me and my brother and my sister about God. We used to sit down and pray and stuff. And um, as I got older, by my own mistake, you know, because I put myself in certain situations, but um, there was a traumatic thing that I went through. And that's when I kind of asked myself, like, where were, where was God when I needed him? And as I got older, I started to realized that a lot of what I was taught sounded like it was only like for a certain like like when it was only convenient for people mm-hmm. and that's when I started to shy away I started to shy away from the church so my all my children are baptized and um that that was because you know my mom really wanted them to get baptized and I was like okay that's fine we'll baptize them and um after that they they, they haven't gone to church my kids don't go to church. I don't go to church, but I am a very spiritual person. You know, their dad likes to go to church and that's him. I, I don't have anything against that because again, he was, a, he grew up in a very similar upgrading the way that I did with, you know, having to go to church every Sunday and stuff. And he, he takes them to church sometimes and that's okay. But I, I don't take them to church. They don't go to church and when my kids ask me about God, I'll sit there and I'll tell and I'll answer as much as I can because like, I'll tell them sometimes too, like, I don't know, baby, you know? And for me, you know, my higher power is, is everything, you know? And, and sometimes I, I, I do call it God, but not because it's like my God, you know, like I tell people, my God is not your God. That's, that's just how it is, you know? And I tell my daughter too. You can believe in whatever you want to believe in. You don't have to believe in what I believe in. You don't have to believe in what your grandma believes in. 
And I've told, you know, my mom too, because she insists on them doing their first communion and all that other stuff that comes with, you know, being a Catholic and stuff. And I told her, you know what, if they want to do their first communion, they can do their first communion. That's fine. But I'm not going to push something on them that I don't even understand myself. Yeah. There's no way that I'm going to confuse their little heads with all of that because I have two that are, they are so, they're just like me. You know, sometimes I try to do it as I don't, God, it's so hard because I'll try so hard not to tap into it. And, you know, even at the store or um, when I'm at work, um, somebody will come in and their energy just kind of like, boom, hits me right in the face. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like sometimes I have to like go outside or like step aside because it's it's so much that like I, I want like all their energy whatever they're they they have they're holding or whatever kind of energy that they're walking around with I sometimes burst out crying and I'm just like oh my god and sometimes I don't know how to turn it off and and mm-hmm. and, and I'm still working on that because yeah you're talking about empath so yeah that's different it takes yeah, so much. like a whole other topic. I think of being an empath and managing that because that is a lot. You guys, I think this whole concept of like finding your own relationship with God with a higher power, call it what you want. I, I feel like you both would be really good at speaking to that of like inviting people into like a choose your own adventure kind of experience of, <laughs> of the higher power. What are, what are your, well, both of your thoughts on that? Well, just real quick, I looked up like the origins of the word because uh, I was really interested in that, you know, like I, like I kind of put in the caption of like the, the G word, you know, God does it belong to the church only. And the origins of the, the word God is to God. And it's one we worship to call to invoke. And so I, I really think that, you know, I can tell by and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this list, like as you're speaking, it's all those rules and regulations and stipulations of a relationship with God that's kind of been a turnoff. Yeah. You know, and I know a little bit about your story and it's like, you know, you're condemned if you do wrong here and you're condemned if you do wrong there. And like, yeah. there's no, sometimes there's like no succeeding with God and mm-hmm. you can't, for me, I believe human beings were meant to make mistakes and we're meant to explore and, you know, we're meant to find our footing. We're meant to learn lessons. And Absolutely. the church just like, churches just want to beat you down on that, you know? And I know Liz, we, we've had this conversation. Liz has a plethora of children. And, you know, the whole concept of, <laughs> like, one of those children so happened to turn out gay. Like, they're now separated from God. And they have to repent from that. And, like, what kind of, for me, God is all loving. That's, you know, my reclaiming of the word God. God for me is all loving. It's everything that encompasses love. It's not lightning bolts. It's not fear. That yeah. like when people are like, oh, God's going to hate you for that. That doesn't register with me. And so that's really the reclaiming of the word God. It's something I invoke. It's something I call to. And I can just tell from Liz's speech patterns, like she's playing it out in her head, like the rules and regulations of being a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And it's like at a certain point, like we got to like break free and develop our own relationship with source, higher yeah. power, God. Yeah, because I mean, you know, when I was little, I was told God doesn't like this. God doesn't like that. And I, 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 I refuse to, to do that to my children. I refuse to tell them, you know, God's not going to love you if you do this. God's not going to love you if you do that. And it sucks when, you, when you're when you trying to talk to someone that's so just 
about religion and Jesus and that. And it's frustrating because you want them to just open up a little bit. There's more than that, you know, and like to me, God is everything. It's not your God. It's not. It's the universe, you know, and that's what I tell my children. You know, God is what you want it, what you make it, what you want it to be. You know, it doesn't have to be my God. It doesn't have to be your daddy's God. It has to be a God that you believe in. That's how they're. So actually, real quick, sorry to interrupt you, my love, but actually real quick, like, where are you at with that word? I, I mean, I know we've talked about it privately, but, you know, you're on a, a very large spiritual path. I know, like, you you examine all kinds of different theories. We talk about what resonates as true. Like, how do you feel about the word, the, the usage of that word? How does it resonate mm-hmm. with you? So I tend to not use the word God as much. I Like Emily was saying, I tend to use other words like universe or source or, or things like that. I honestly feel like it. I don't necessarily like, I haven't come to my own definition with it. I think that there's, at least in, in the, the spiritual practices and the way that I hold spirituality, I feel like we honor Jesus and Buddha and Allah and all of those different things. And for me, it's sort of just this energy of creation and we hold them all as these ascended masters. So it's like, just because I might not be or Catholic or Muslim, it doesn't mean that I don't honor the concept of someone else's God as like a great teacher, somebody that has something really great to be learned from. And so I feel like, to, at least in my concept of spirituality, it's zoomed out and it's sort of like, it, it sort of is making room and space for all of these things. And a, and a more organized religion is sort of just kind of zoomed in of sort of, you know, at least typically if I'm were to, to just like look at this one concept of it. Um, one of the things that I love, Wayne Dyer's meditation that James, you and I have done that, like that the, the awe kind of vocalization meditation of Wayne Dyer, as well as there's a sound healing that I go to. And they talk about the awe sound that's in every sound of creators, like God, Buddha, Allah, Gaia, this like awe sound that it's the sound of creation. It's the sound of the creator and that it was interpreted differently in all of these different religious concepts. And so the way that I feel is like, everyone has like their own way of connecting with a higher power. And so that, you know, source creation has given everybody all of these different options so that everyone can find something to resonate with, to find their own person. That's sort of like there to be their, their teacher. So that's, that's how I hold it in my world. And I, and I love that. And I do want to say some churches, I love the churches that, in my opinion, get it right, man. Like, you know, you you and I are really big on Unity Church in Tustin, you know, yeah. like the ones that like invite everyone, man. Like that to me is like, that's when I feel like just saying the word God over and over again, like, yes, like there, you know, Unity Church has this sign at the front of it that says all pathways to God are correct or something along those lines. Like, I love that. I want to give a shout out to the churches that are getting it right because everything you just said, like, honestly, from the core of my being, I was like, yes, that is God. That is God right there. You know, all encompassing, all welcoming. And I love that. But I almost like refuse to back down from the word God now, because God is way older than these religions that we're speaking of way older, way more, like you said, zooming out, it's way more encompassing. And I refuse to kind of back off from the word God, A, because people Don't understand what you're trying to communicate unless you use that specific word. You know, I say universe and source and some people are like, oh, God, he's going off with this hippy dippy shit again. 
you know, but you use the word God and like people get what you're trying to speak of. And B, I think it kind of needs to be reclaimed. Like to me, like God just means like it, people say God is good. To me, that's what God should mean. Good. You know, mm-hmm. not like the God that's going to condemn you, the God that's, you know, watching for your sins. God is good. You know, I see God in both of you every time we like connect. So I'm, I'm reclaiming the damn word. I, I wanted to know, Liz, before we kind of wrap up here, is there a way that you found God kind of within you? Like instead of making it this separate thing, like I feel like we're like all three of us sort of see like, hey, if we are created by source, universe, God, all that is, that we are a part of that energy as well. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that I've always known that there, you know, there was like uh, my God. I just kind of was really, it was just on the back burner. Like I just, I refused to acknowledge it. And when I began my journey and I got sober, I think that's when I realized like, if there wasn't like how, how, how blessed, how blessed that I got another opportunity to be, you know, a mom to my children. And that's when I, I, I acknowledged the fact that, you know, the, that I, I, I had a God, like I, I have a God, like I have a relationship with my God because I know that if, if I didn't, then there, I, I wouldn't be here. You know, mm-hmm. my kids wouldn't have me sober, you know, happy. Can we talk for a second about um, how Liz's lips translate on camera? Because Liz, I'm like hypnotized by your lips right now. <laughs> and they're so big and beautiful. And I'm trying to I look at the like, other screen and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming today, Liz, and adding your voice <laughs> to the conversation. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much. We'll I love you. you soon. Bye, Liz. I love you too. Bye. So what else is here for you? We've gone a few different places. What else needs to be said? Just about... I think that I am partially a because it is such a part of my life now, but B like, I, I think that so many of the problems that go on, especially right now are so wrapped up in that word. And I think it should be the opposite with the word God, you know, God should be a uniting word. It should be a word where we say to each other out of love and finding common ground and unity. And I think instead, especially God's been politicized so much. You know, he, you and I are both the generation where we watched 9-11 happen. And, you know, that was done in the name of someone's God, you know? You know, people use God to get votes or to get people not to vote for someone. And people really get on a moral high ground with the word God. And they think I'm better than you because God loves me and not you. And God condemns you for that. And it's just, if you're truly in connection with the spirit, I believe you'd only use the word God for good. You know, you wouldn't terrorize people with God. You wouldn't condemn people with God. You wouldn't shut people out in the name of God. You know, I can get all gay about it. Like, you know, the bakery that refused to bake a wedding cake for like a lesbian couple, you know, because of God. How is that God? And so, you know, I... I do, sorry to interrupt you. I do 
always use the word universe, but some people they're not there to understand or really embrace that word yet. So I do go back to God because at its simplicity, it should mean good. It should mean love in, in my viewpoint. One thing that comes up is how we talked about in our conversation last week, how like the narrative with the media, like sometimes further separates people because it's showing the extreme things because the things that make it to the news and to mainstream and get covered, you know, are the most extreme things that are going to get viewership and money and all of those things. And so I do feel like, of course, like a lot of the ways that most of us have experienced organized religion tends to be in the most extreme way. Because I know that you and I also know so many people that are Christian, Catholic, Muslim, that are like so solid in their faith that are like none of these oh. other things. And I think that that's sort of like the interesting thing to me. I even knew someone that was like a coach that was reading this book unchristian. And I was just like, what is this book that she's reading? Because I knew that she was just this like very devout Christian person. And the whole book was actually written by somebody of the Christian faith that was saying that like, when we get on our spiritual high top, we sort of like preach to people when we tell them where they're wrong, which is like, typically not necessarily of the Christian faith that it really turns people off that it turns the younger generations off from religion, because they, they've had these experiences with other people that tend to be pretty negative most of the time where they're sort of like saying one thing and then like acting in another way. And that comes up for me. Yeah. And, and I mean, to clarify, I do know a lot of beautiful people that proclaim themselves Christian that are so loving to me in the central part of my life and same with, you know, Catholicism, but also, you know, you know, the, yeah, the media does like to exacerbate everything, but I, a lot of these things I'm talking about are personal quiet things that have happened in my life with religion. And it's not yeah. the media. It's how maybe the media plays a part in how people perceive the rights and wrongs of people and how God feels about them. But these are quiet things that have happened to me in my own life, you know? Yeah. And I don't always want to go back to like the gay thing, but that is, you know, who I am in this life. Yeah, of course. And, you know, like growing up in Orange County, you know, and I, I'm so glad things have improved slightly. You know, let's not overplay. It hasn't improved greatly. It's improved slightly because of a lot of brave people. But growing up in Orange County, every day I would be called fag at least five to six times a day, at least. And, you know, people would always tell me, like, you know, God hates you. You're disgusting. Like, you need to find Jesus. Like, oh, my God, you're gay. How gross, you know? And these are things that were stipulated to them by religion and by churches. This I don't think anyone naturally, if they're allowed to free think, would think that about homosexuals. Or I don't think that they would naturally think that about someone of a different skin color. Or it doesn't come naturally to us. These are programmed into us yes. to, to separate instead of unite. You know, and, and the gay pastor, going back to the gay pastor from Queer Eye, how he was talking about that it's most people, these specific people, how they interpreted texts, religious texts in, of the Bible. And he was like, nothing ever, no one ever said that God hates gay people. He's like, it's this specific word. And if you like actually go in and do like the research, I think that's really interesting because when you listen to the Bible, it's kind of like reading Shakespeare where it's like very confusing and you feel like you rely on somebody else who isn't jesus or christ or god to interpret it and i feel like it's the interpretation most of it that's like getting it really wrong it's 
the chicanery of it again. It's used for personal or political gain. And, you know, the Bible is a beautiful book if you let it be a moralistic, you know, tales. But we turn it into, like, this is how we're supposed to live our life. And, like, newsflash, everybody, we're going by the exact words of the Bible. We're all kind of fucked, you know? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to heaven, you know, according to the words of the Bible and how we live today. But I think that, you know, God doesn't come from a book from me. There's many books I read to give me a pathway to God, but God comes from my soul. You know, source comes from my soul. I feel it in my soul when I'm in line with God and source. And I feel it when I'm in here and I'm completely out of line with it. And I think if we start to think about God in those terms, we start to love each other a lot more and everyone would feel a little bit more comfortable with the word God. You know, the Emily's of the world might be like, dang, I'm going to reclaim that word too. And it's, it's sad that the word God's so burnt right now. And I, I really hope that yeah. changes. Yeah. I think that um, another thing I wanted to tell you about is, I don't know why. I think it must just be like when your car gets like reset, there's certain radio stations that like happen to be on there. And one of them is a Christian, like religious radio station. And it happened to be on when I got into car that we don't drive a lot because let's be honest, we're not going as many places as we used to these days. And I was like, you know what? Like we're talking about God tomorrow. I'm going to listen to this station and see what these, what the pastor's perspective is and what they have to say. So I like left it on. I will like admit that there's certain things that I notice, you know what I mean? Like when I'm like going and I'm getting my food, I turn it down because there's there's a part of me that realized in that moment as well that I don't necessarily want to have the perception of being religious because I remember that when I became really spiritual, I totally freaked my husband out right after we got married and it was like, boom, where's my cards? I'm, you know, into <laughs> and energy and wanting to like get readings done. And my husband thought that I was diving deep into like some cult or religion or yeah, that like religious teachers were people that I was following. And it, it was like very weird for him that he thought that I became some other person. And so I know that oftentimes, like when I talk about spirituality, I think that like the term organized religion that I don't necessarily, there's a thing that I don't necessarily want to be perceived like that, because I, I feel like it's connected, at least in my mind and experience to things that, that don't identify me and how I want to self-express. And so for what it what it's worth, like I, I recognize that and I noticed that yesterday. But the thing that I started to have a a challenge with. There was times where I was just like, yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You know, maybe, maybe it's not in like the words that I would say it, but when they started to talk about issues of the transgender rights and things like that, there was this little warning that came up before. And it's like, we just want to uh, let everyone know that the following topics that are being discussed uh, are, you know, are not appropriate for children under a certain age and blah, blah, blah. And like, it started to be this warning that like, that it wasn't appropriate. And I was just like, Okay, so transgender rights, like, I'm just like, there's nothing that is being said, I didn't listen to all of it that would have seemed inappropriate. And I do want to expose my children to talking about gay rights and transgender rights and knowing about all these different things. And it's interesting that there ha- there must be a culture where if p- the people that are primarily listening to that show that are of the Christian faith, their viewership must think that the word in general, that the topic in general is offensive and they don't want their kids to know about it. And that's like, that's the part that didn't really sit well with me. Well, and just real quick, like I still, still hate that we have to be like rights, you know, like, you know, and, but we do have to say rights because, you know, people are trying to marginalize and take away 
right. I wish we could just talk about the human experience and we're all allowed, you know, this to have the human experience. You know, we're all allowed the pursuit of happiness. We're all allowed to try to understand one another and respect one another. But like, unfortunately, like there still has to be March for gay rights. There has to be screaming and shouting for trans rights. You know, the people of color, unfortunately, we still do have to stand and shout because people are just thinking with this and that's been programmed by so many outside sources instead of thinking with this, which innately comes from universe, source, God. And so that's, I am going to continue to use the word God because I believe, and this is my own belief, that I use it appropriately. And I, I wish that people would stop using it as a curse word almost, you know? And that's how I felt about God, walking into my own spiritual journey. is like, God, oh, no, you know, I'm about to be condemned. I'm about to be looked down upon. So it's definitely a journey. And thank you for agreeing to go into this topic. What do you want to talk about next week? Something like a little lighter, I feel like. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, like, I guess maybe it's like really us where we just have to like go with these like super deep topics for the first two times that we're doing things, which I, I appreciate that about you and I, that like we're willing to like, go into these spaces and not have fear about like saying the wrong thing or offending people. Because I, I guarantee you someone could find an offense in really, I mean, pretty much anything that we do or say or just in who we are. But I'm okay with that and I know that you are as well because we're coming from like a good place yeah I don't I don't know I'd love to like I always want to hear what's sort of on everyone else's like hearts and minds so if people are watching this or with us like I do want to hear other people's inspiration I was thinking about you mentioned a topic about motherhood and sort of like the experience of like also being a new mom and I'm thinking about like our friend Angela and like really just that kind of like initial period like I know that you cannot speak to it necessarily but like I feel like you and I have had like open conversations around it and there's sort of like that's one thing that's sort of like resonating as well as the the mom that has a business that has like a career that our level of ambition and goals and things that we want out of life does not like magically adjust because we have children and just all of those things Ooh, I'm just like shaking my computer um that's like one topic that full disclosure i had mentioned postpartum and i know you're trying to tread lightly on using that as necessarily a topic and i respect that but like i think that that's something that that we should definitely have a round table about because i know a lot of moms that kind of feel like they have to suffer in silence or that there's something gross about them going through it or it's them you know lacking something and i think that women that are mothers should be able to vocalize that a lot more because you know i've got to witness via you like what you go through mentally, spiritually, bodily after having a baby. And as much as you love that baby, like you're all over the place and feel like society is like, no, you have to be thankful and be blessed and love that you had a baby. Don't no, don't talk about sadness. Don't talk about like body dysmorphia. No. And I think that women should really, I am fascinated. I've grown a lot of empathy from the women that just recently had children in my life. So I, I definitely think, I'd love to dive into that next week if you want to go a little lighter. If anyone's watching replay, if you guys want to drop something, we still read these comments. Like, what do you want yeah. to talk about? Like, what do you want to bring to the round table? Yeah, I think that's definitely one. I don't know. I'll have to think. I know that there was like a few ideas that you threw out there as well. Can we try to like, since we haven't been able to like hug in real life, can we try to like hug here through the a hug? <laughs> 
Like, do we do it straight forward or to the side? This way? That's you're just in my. It's it's not gonna work. <laughs> but I I love you so much, and I'm just so thankful that we've made the space to see each other every week. You know, Corona be damned. And, uh, we will be together one day doing this, like in our setup. And you do you want some lightning bolts on your side too, so you can feel colorful and. Well, I think I need the eyes. You had those eyes that you're looking at. If you're gonna have the lightning bolts, maybe I need the eyes. I can hook you up with some. I got some. Yeah. You already have the crazy eyes on your side. <laughs> right, well, thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much.